From the pages of the Salt Lake Tribune, straight to your earphones, this is Tribune Sports Radio. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. Uh, before we introduce our guest panel that we have for this afternoon, wanted to uh, do a little mea culpa here for the previous 22 episodes. Uh, we, <laughs> well, it wasn't uh, content's great. Uh, the sound recording was actually a little mucked up, so I took some time over the weekend. I took a small class to kind of get this thing balanced out. So, if it if you don't like listening to it because of the content, I can't take any responsibility for that. But definitely, that should be a lot better uh, for it. Today, uh, we've got. Let's hope so. You Let's take some responsibility for that. I, you the know, content. Oh, I did. The only thing I should be guilty of is picking really bad topics to speak about. We you never. Know, you can always blame Obama. <laughs> no, Obama. We never would have talked so. about the WWF if not for you. That's a good point. That's, That's on you. That was the highlight. You, you've got to wear that one. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, yeah. Randy Horton, man, big right. fan. <laughs> Ladders, tables, and chairs. All right, with us today we've got uh, University of Utah beat writer Matthew Piper. How you doing, Matt? Doing good. And uh, Mr. Tony Jones. Yo. Yo. It's good to see you, Tony. How are you guys? I'm good. Just got back from a nice lunch with uh, I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to everybody out there. Oh, the people out there? Okay. Yeah. How, yeah. how are you guys? <laughs> Benny, I know. I mean, me and you on social media. Like, <laughs> you know, well, on. I think, you know, it's funny you say that. We did a new uh, Twitter account for the podcast, and I was looking at you. It's like your Twitter feed is ridiculous. There's signs that I have to go back 16 comments to find out what game you're watching. Mm-hmm. There's yeah, that is true. Yeah. I do melt down a lot. Yeah, yeah I've noticed that. Yeah, it's probably, probably what makes you one of the best in the industry, young man. So, and uh, obviously another young man here, Kevin Winter Morris. How you doing? How are you, Benny? Uh, let's start off with week uh, sort of a roundtable because we got Matt in the room. Uh, what's going on with the quarterback situation up at the University of Utah? What's going on is that uh, Kyle Whittingham is insisting that it is a uh, two. Two quarterback, uh, or he's insisting that they that they haven't determined, or they will not share who. I, let's let's start. Let's back way up. Here. Yeah, back way up. Saying, uh, they have determined who the quarterback is. Kyle Whittingham is not sharing that. He says that he doesn't have to share it, and so it, it may only be a small advantage. But why wouldn't he, uh, you know, keep whatever things secret that he possibly could? And so, uh, as part of an effort on their behalf to to increasingly shroud things in mystery. Uh, they are not sharing who the quarterback is, but we all, I think, know that it's probably going to be Campbell Thompson, seeing, seeing as he led Utah to their biggest road victory since joining the Pac-12. And uh, Utah appears to be well-suited to the, the rushing attack that, mm-hmm. that he is uh, – working really well in tandem with Devontae Booker. So besides just watching what happened, with what he did against UCLA, I mean, uh, as a reporter, it's got to be a bit frustrating to go up through these practices and, you know, not being able to kind of map out a game plan for the youths vis-a-vis for your readers. Yeah, actually, we'll give you a scoop here for the Troop Sports Radio podcast. We, uh, Kyle Goon and I are no longer watching practice because what happened last week was we were asked by Fred Whittingham, the director of player personnel, uh, to no longer report on our observations at practice uh, to include who is playing with what group and uh, what types of plays they are running. And at that point, uh, our, our editor, Joe Baird, kind of said to us, well, then why would you be there if you are not able to uh, say what you're seeing 
And so now we sort of stand behind the fence or uh, Mondays, the yeah. only other opportunity we've had since we stood behind the fence and we were ushered onto the field after practice was over to talk to players and coaches. So uh, we are not seeing anything at practice anymore. Uh, and and uh <laughs> Is there a more paranoid group of people than football coaches? Tony, you've de- no. dealt with a lot of paranoid people. Not at all. I mean, they are <laughs> so par- – the idea that we aren't going to tell anyone who to start quarterback is, guys, because – that way they got a game plan for both. Anyone that well, first watched all, the UCLA he, game knows who it is. Here's my thought on that. If I'm Oklahoma State, I mean, I'm sorry. If I'm Oregon State yeah. or Oklahoma State. Yeah, right. If I'm anybody preparing for the Utes yeah. this week, am I preparing for Travis Wilson? Absolutely not. Of course not. Mm-hmm. Because, no. of course, you know, I'm looking, I'm like, yo, Kendall Thompson is playing. Yes. We're going to prepare for the guy. That beat UCLA. UCLA on the road. And guess what? If Travis Wilson is playing anyway, it's like a guy that can't make an outside jump shot. We know he can't complete a pass, and we know that he can't scramble anyway. So we're just going to do – we're just going to prepare for Kendall Thompson. But, my goodness, old Kyle's going to trick him. Come on. For real. Oh, and don't report who's playing with who. Oh, wide receiver X caught a pass in front of (laughs) cornerback C. Hey, guys. Look at the third letter of their middle name, and then you'll know who the guy. Is. Come on, like, come on. When I when I covered Utah State and Gary Anderson, he was mm. the most forthcoming person with the media. I could come, I could watch practice mm-hmm. because you know he knew the only thing that I couldn't report right at practice was so and so got injured. Yeah, but besides some, injuries, it was right. all all if, on the table. And anything else was. Was fair game. If somebody got an interception, somebody got in. If somebody blew somebody up, somebody mm-hmm. blew somebody up. If Chucky Keaton sucked during practice, mm-hmm. sorry for my language, Chucky yeah. Keaton stunk during practice. So mm-hmm. I don't understand. And and the thing about it was, in in my in my experience of covering Utah last year, Utah football, Kyle Whittingham was paranoid, but he wasn't this paranoid. Yeah. This this season, I mean, I think that he's from everything that I'm hearing that he's he's gotten a little bit. More paranoid. Yeah, but by all accounts, year. he's having a pretty good season up to this point, right? Uh, pressure's still on, though. I mean, oh yeah, to they, keep his job, they he's could still get, they could still miss a bowl game with well, the, you got the teams s- left on the schedule. You got six straight rows. Is it six or seven straight? Well, they've got five straight ranked opponents. Stra- five straight ranked opponents. Yeah. I mean, that's that's brutal. So yeah. that's true, but there also there also comes a point where, as a coach, you have to have the self confidence that you know what. I have my guys ready. I'm a good enough coach that I that we are going to go beat them. Stop being paranoid. Like that that two second edge of okay, who's it going to be a quarterback? What what does that get you? They are going to prepare for Kendall Thompson. Now, if they go with Travis Wilson, I guess that man they really tricked him. But they're not going to. And Kyle Kyle needs to needs to keep winning. Even even with Travis Wilson, even with Travis Wilson, you still play the same way. You stack the box with eight guys, yeah, yeah. right? And you put your corners on and an say, island. Try and to get, try and, to throw. And say try to throw it throw it over the top. Yeah. Right. I mean, the, the to me the 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 plan the 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 game plan dramatically does not change whether it's no. Kendall Thompson or Travis Wilson. No, you, you aren't talking about a drop back passer versus a dual threat quarterback. It, that isn't that isn't the two options for Utah. I mean, Travis, yeah, Travis is a little bit more of a pocket passer, but he can still it, – it's just it's just silly to me. Yeah, this paranoia this, is silly. Well, it's, also it's a point for these players. I mean, isn't it – are you allowed to interview all the players, or is it, or do they provide who you uh, 
provided from a pool or what's how does that break down from you on the reporting side Matt we're very rarely told uh, that we can't speak to a player which is one way in which Utah's athletics are, are better than many programs yeah I think part of this too is that Kyle's seeing that around the Pac-12 other coaches aren't playing ball uh, you know with with uh, releasing depth charts UCLA doesn't even release a depth chart uh, and you know, it's not like UCLA's popularity has suffered any for it. I, no. I do sort of think it's ridiculous that they're this concerned that they're spending their time worrying about the, uh, you know what we're printing. But by the same token, I, I can't say that uh, there's a huge positive to the world by knowing a couple days earlier who who the starting quarterback's going to be. I, I, I guess I'm sort of I'm sort of stuck in the middle on. on uh, whether or not it, it's totally crazy or, or there's some some sense to it, uh, but, but well, the way to the way to beat the uh, not to not the way to beat this, but the way to deal with this is, I mean, Larry Scott, Pac-12 commissioner, should step in and make media guidelines similar to what they have in the NFL. Right? Yeah. Do you have to? Yeah. Like you have to do so and so each week, whether it is whether it's releasing a depth chart mm. every week uniform schools across the league yeah. right. or releasing an injury report each week right it's minimum schools across the week. and then it'll stop you know coaches right. from being such dictators this whole idea that you gain an edge there i think is is just silly it, i think it it minimizes the game almost to an extent that that there is that edge to be gained there and and what happens is that when you win you think that that's part of it and and that's so that it kind of it's this myth that perpetuates itself that, well, we didn't tell them, so we gained an edge, we beat UCLA, and now we have to do it again so that we have that same edge against Oregon State. Now, obviously, that wasn't the case going into UCLA. Travis was a starter. But it's this idea that, well, this is what winning programs do. Winning programs, Nick Saban won't let you talk to almost anyone. He lets you talk to the bare minimum. I know a buddy, he works at the paper in Tuscaloosa. And they look so forward to the bowl games because for that, everyone is, everyone is game. That's the yeah. rules of the – so it's their chance to talk to, like, the backup quarterback. Mm -hmm. And then they use that for stories for next year because that's the only chance that they'll ever get to talk to them because that's – Nick Saban just doesn't allow it. He, he doesn't so, make his assistance available I right. think, until bowl season. and Until he has schools, to. A lot of schools don't right. make freshmen available. Right, mm -hmm. which right. is a huge pain. Right, because mm -hmm. they're they're half the story when you start spring and fall camp. Yes, you, people want to know about the new guy. But a lot, right. of a lot of basketball schools do that. Don't make freshmen available. Mm -hmm. Georgetown doesn't make their freshmen available. <laughs> I've never heard of that program. Is that a <laughs> is that a Division two team? I know that they haven't been in the tournament. So, big picture though, I mean, what good does that do? Is it, are they trying to shelter the kids? Are they trying to have the kids remain focused or? Is it – are, and here's the – I mean, a fair question from the side of the coaches. I mean, are you guys a distraction at practice? I think – Piper is. You can you can be a distraction if if a, a player lets it distract them. I mean, it, this is all on the coaches. And the coaches also tried to tell us – Fred Whittingham uh, told us that in asking players about injuries – you know, we could we could sort of screw things up for all the other media because they closed practice down as as a result of that. And I, I mean, my response was kind of that it's up to you to tell your players not to talk to us about injuries. Yeah. But, but our job is to report what we see and what we hear. You know, and, and it, we try to keep it simple. So I, I why the coaches think their freshmen can't can't talk to reporters for 
for 15 minutes every now and then. I, I don't I don't really know. I, I think probably the distraction thing is their motivation. Yeah. But but along those same lines, when, especially at a Pac-12 school, when you're talking about a freshman, if they are playing, if they're on a on a Pac-12 team roster, that kid was really really good, good in, in high school. school. He's already and that kid, that kid right. talked to reporters Look, every after, single uh, week. After every single game, they had to talk to reporters. Whether and you know, it, it, if it's a kid from a small town, there was still a paper there writing about that kid. It, it might not have been the Salt Lake Tribune. It might have been this small town paper. But you know what? They were still getting asked those same questions. They were asked about you know your preparation for the game and game how you handle the game. Yeah. Right. No You've opponents. answered these questions hundreds of times. And uh, to, to think that now all of a sudden that he's in college, now he can't deal with it, I think is kind of silly. I think we also sort of – we make some weird judgments about what's really going to distract people yes. in their lives. We only have the, these, the, you know, these few sort of uh, inputs to go off of, and that's that's the media we see about them and how they act on the field, and, and coaches would see them in practice too. But the things that really change your life are, are what happened to the people close to you. Right. Uh, you know, if your girlfriend leaves you, that could be a huge distraction yeah, for yeah. you, and we never read about that. You know, yeah. but those are the things that really change people. Not. I don't. Th- I don't know that a, a little good press or a little bad press uh, change people as much as we might think that it does. Well, let me ask you this: You and when you're composing these stories, I mean, are you looking to do more laudatory pieces, or is your angle to take kids down, or is it just? And I mean, I, I know you're just looking, trying to report what you see, yeah. but I mean, isn't it instinctively because you cover sports, you want to kind of celebrate the, the the character of people uh, right out of the gate? If it's there, I mean, it's, I'm just looking for the thing that just has the most, uh, oftentimes, emotional value, yeah. you know, the most... And authenticity the most, and... Yeah, or if not emotional, then, then maybe maybe it's a statistics thing that just wows people. So I'm just looking for the biggest wow factor, whether that's a positive or negative thing. I, I, it doesn't really, I, I don't really care whether it's positive or negative. To date, uh, who's been the best interview of the current uh, the players on the youth right now? Who has been one of your more favorite uh, interviews? I like talking to Brian Blecken. Why is that? Love Bleck. Blecken, Blecken will just sort of philosophize mm-hmm. sometimes. He 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 uh, he actually stayed after the other day to point out to me that between he, Drez Anderson, Kenneth Scott, and uh, Nate Orchard, their jerseys spe- spelled out two four six eight. <laughs> he he like waited for me to finish an interview for five minutes to tell me that, and he just kind of walked off like laughing to him. That's complete Brian Blacken. That, that, <laughs> I, uh, the, the did you answer like who did that. we appreciate? Uh, I, I tweeted something to those along those lines later. Yeah, uh, I, he was com- he was talking to me about how on his recruiting trip. They put uh, little Jolly Ranchers in all the lockers pregame, mm-hmm. and they told him he could have any flavor he, he wanted when he got to Utah. And then th- he's just gotten random Jolly Ranchers since. So, mm-hmm. he, he, yeah, I, I, I like that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's outside the norm, and, and Brian Blacken's the best there. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to tell – well, I don't just ask for balance on this. Who's been the worst? Or is the worst just a kid that doesn't respond, that just kind of runs around and – does, to be really honest, there's a lot of bad interviews. Okay. There's there's a lot of guys who are tied for the worst. It's it's a hard thing for some guys to talk to the media, and mm-hmm. and there are a lot of guys you talk to and you don't get anything usable. Mm-hmm. As Tony, I'm sure has dealt with. Uh, a lot of people just don't like talking to the media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they just look at us and you know kind of go the other way. Uh, uh, so you were dealing. All right. So last year you dealt with the youths. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, you primarily 
did basketball, but you, you help with football too. Mm-hmm. Now you're doing jazz. How big of a difference is it from the Utes to the Jazz as far as that people not wanting, not liking you and having to talk to you? Is it better or worse? Um, I've only, had, you know, in my entire journalism career, I've only had one or two or two people really not like me. Other than me. <laughs> Other than you. Right. I'm talking about my the athletes that I dealt okay. with. Um, was it personally or was it professionally they disliked you? No, one guy I, I was back in Daytona. Mm-hmm. Uh, he pl- played for Georgia, and I just like screwed his life up. Like I, I was, uh, I screwed up in a story, and I said he was married and living a married life, and mm-hmm. whole bunch of females like, uh, just like broke yikes. up with him, and he was very upset with me, mm-hmm. and he never liked me after that. Um, okay, he might. I, have that way he's got I a couldn't blame him for okay, that. No, yeah, I mean, he, yeah, he, yeah. All he right. had his number on. You that. lost <laughs> that one, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Who else? Um, um, I, Darren Williams. Do Me well. and Darren Williams never really got along. We had a we had a screaming match with each other during a, a media session once because uh, I had the temerity to ask him about Al Jefferson after he had been asked about Al Jefferson about five or six or seven mm-hmm. times. And he was like, I already answered that question, yo. I'm not answering it. I was like, well, you ain't answer it when I was there. He was like, well, I answer it every day in question. Every day in practice, you're, 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 your question is stupid. And I was like, well, I'm not here every day in practice. I'm here just doing a story. Do yeah. well, I mean, he was like, yo, he's freaking Will Chamberlain. He's the greatest <laughs> center ever. <laughs> and, and I was just like, yo, and, and, you know, since that, yeah. But didn't you tell me that also was because you didn't put him on the floor during a pickup game? Didn't you tell we me that that's why he didn't like you? We did play a pickup game together, and um, we, we argued during right. that pickup game. Was that before or after he told you that? That was after. Okay. That oh, was really? after. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What was his argument? Yeah. Well, so um, he stole the ball, and we came back on a, on a fast break or whatever. And um, so John Millsap, who's Paul Millsap's brother, he fouls him. Mm-hmm. And we're like, yo, he fouled him on the floor. So he fouled him at the foul line. Mm-hmm. And then Darren takes, like, two more steps to the basket and lays it in. And he wants to, ca- to, 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 to count the basket. I'm like, yo, we just fouled you way out here. And he was like, yo, well, obviously you didn't foul me hard enough. And I'm looking, I'm like, you make $60 million. Nobody's going to put you on the floor and try to hurt you. We just tried to foul you. And so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Finally, I have a Darren Williams story. He cut in line at me at a liquor store once, and I remember like he just walked right in front of me. Like there was a line of like sixteen of us during the holiday season. And I remember as I'm standing behind him, he's about my height. Cause I'm about six two. What is he about six three, six four ish? About six. No, he's not. He's about six two. Six two. He's a, he's a little bit taller than me and stuff. And I remember looking, uh, standing behind him, going like, "Yo, D. Will, man, like, there's a line here." And he just stood, <laughs> turned around, looked at me, and just paid for his big old bottle of Ciroc, and then that was out the door. He went. Yeah. He did throw me the peace sign in the parking lot. The, the, the most confusing <laughs> moment of my life was that summer, when um, we were at a nightclub and Darren happened to be there. And he came up to me and just like threw his arm around my shoulder. And was like, "What's up? How you been?" And I'm looking at him like, "Don't we hate each other?" <laughs> like, like, but you know what? That was Darren Williams, and yeah. and and as and as contentious as my relationship has been, have been with him at times, I would take him over Carlos Boozer any day. Yeah, because Carlos Boozer would, you know, basically 
you know, blow smoke up your behind for mm. for lack of a better word and be like everything is sunshiny and you know that he's being disingenuous. With Darren Williams, what you see is what you get. What yeah. you, what, and I'd rather have somebody be truthful with me, even if it's a little bit grating at times, than to have somebody, especially in the business that I work in, than have somebody be. Well, well you know, talking about the business that you're in right now, I mean, this has got to be kind of a dream to have uh, gone from the ranks of the college level to the NBA, you know, to be an NBA beat writer. Like, what is Not it? that there's anything wrong with covering college. It's nothing, still pretty no, cool. No, nothing at all. But you know, I loved covering Utah. <laughs> No, but with that said, I mean, it, what's been uh, what's been the most eye-opening is doing this as your primary uh, responsibility here for the paper. Probably the most eye-opening thing has been, um, I mean, it's only been just watching the talent night after night. Um, just the, just like, I thought that the players in the Pac-12 were good. Yeah, yeah. And it's just nothing compared to what you see in the NBA night after night. Even in the summer league. Like when I cover summer league, mm-hmm. and you know people are like, oh my god, it's just summer league. It's just awful, and this and that. Like those guys are good, mm-hmm. and I'm speaking from a perspective of somebody who played basketball, who grew up dreaming of wanting to play in the NBA, but just stopped growing at five seven. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, I've I've been around the game all my life. So, you know, f- just from that perspective, and 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 just the perspective that I love basketball and I love the game. Um, I mean, it's. In that, in that sense, it's a, it's a dream come true. Now, the other thing that opened my eyes, I mean, you know, and I worked really hard on the Utah beat, but, man, the jazz beat, it's, it's so much it's so much work. Mm-hmm. It's And it's, um, you know, it's easily a two-person full-time beat, yeah. easily. And I, I just can't imagine the people, the, the souls of lives of the people who do it alone and who do it without, you know, the help of a second person or – or the partnership of a second person like me and me and Aaron Falk are doing yeah, yeah. with with the beat now. So, um, and we'll do a quick plug for this. You guys are doing a, a little uh, Skype video. Uh, we do a video cast every yeah, Friday. Yeah, what's it called? Tony and Aaron's Comedy Hour. It's trip Jazz. Tony, right. go find a lamp. It's called <laughs> Tony. Tony, <laughs> Tony, <laughs> Tony, center your head and center your head and find me a lamp. Yeah. Uh, it's, 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 we need to we need to name it though. Don't you do. We? It's yeah. Trip Jazz, isn't it? Oh. I think that's how you find it. You go to Trip Jazz. No, we just posted a little. I mean, we we yeah. we did this very much spontaneously. We were like talking and drinking Ciroc, and no, we weren't really <laughs> drinking Ciroc. But we were talking one day, and we were like, "Yo, you want to do a video cast? Cool. Go get your Skype. Cool." Nope. And we just did it. So. Well, we'll, we'll uh, definitely put this onto the homepage. We'll find the link to that so the listeners can uh, check out you and work uh, Falker doing. Uh, you did a really nice piece on Rodney Hood. Uh, talk to us about the investigation on that, getting to know Rodney Hood, and just sort of. Uh, Aaron did that story. Oh my gosh! Well, he's a heck of a writer. You did a really nice <laughs> piece on don't having uh, Brady uh, Quinn Snyder saying that don't mistake the three and O as. Uh, yes, that that was me. Okay, well that was a good story, Chip. <laughs> Not as good as Rodney Hood, but you know whatever. <laughs> you know that's the best part about the Tribune. They do so much good work. The Sunday you, the Sunday feature right. I did was on Derek Favors. Was it the Favors one? Yeah. Oh, okay, well, talk to us about the Derek Favors one and just what you got. Because you like that one too. I don't remember that one. <laughs> okay. Tell me the story. Tell me the story about Favors. I worked on it from basically July to when it ran in early (laughs) September. Um, It was, you know, basically, you know, talking to a lot of his family and a lot of his background, talking to him face-to-face for about an hour, hour and a half, and, you know, subsequent phone conversations and talking to him in Vegas. I mean, it was really an all-summer thing, and, you know, I, I mean, with apologies to the fact that you never heard of this story, I thought it was 
probably one of the two or three best stories I did in my career. So awesome. Uh, I, I, apologies the, for bylines. As <laughs> you should. I thought one of the awesome stories you did was on Quinn Snyder's reaction to how he looks on uh, the video game. Yes. I thought that that was, that was quality reporting. I thought it was too. Yeah. Look, like it or not, whether you think video games are frivolous or not, and there are plenty of wives, mm. mine included, <laughs> who think that video game playing is very frivolous, mm. that, I mean, NBA, the NBA 2K series is a big deal. It's a big deal. It's the Madden of the NBA, right? Oh, well, we think it's better than Madden. Okay. So, and... Um, but the know. apples to apples aren't it. it Who's we? Who's huh? the we? The the the, the basketball Myself video game Myself and plans. the uh, fellow NBA beat reporters <laughs> anybody, have decided. Listen, anybody out there listening to this podcast right now, get at me on Twitter and tell me what's better, the NBA 2K series or the Madden series. And I'm going to take a count. I'm going to take a head count objectively, and I'm going to get it to cable. Oh, K-Mart. okay. So, uh, and, uh, Piper, you're in on this too, both of you, because I'm, I'm really curious – about the answer to this when these games come out so the nc the college football one as well as the the uh the nba ones how much do the guys in the locker room actually talk about all they talk about right and and why am i so slow right there is a jazz player right now very ticked off about a his likeness on the game and b his rating on the game can you tell us who I'm not gonna tell. You're not gonna tell. I'm not gonna dis- huh? I'm not gonna text. Betray a source. Betray his confidence. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he just said that I'm a shade lighter on the game than I am in real life. There, are, I've heard that there are a few guys with that complaint, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, do they? Is it so much that like they're in like fact, my speed should be a 68 instead of a 63? Yeah. In, in fact, former Utah player Robert Johnson, I believe. I hope I got this right. Said, I'm never playing Madden again until they get my ratings right. Like, he, they rated me like a 65 or whatever the rating. I'm at least an 80, yo. <laughs> <laughs> How much do you hear, Piper? Well, I just, you know, I asked I asked around about it a little bit because EA discontinued uh, the NCAA. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. They yeah. did last year. a shame. I was last a big fan of that myself. Yeah. But, uh, oh, yeah, they, they talk about it all the time. They break down, uh, you know, all, you've got – 15 to 20 ratings you yeah. know, about, about yourself and and they all they all i think part of it too is they have to make those games so that the the talent disparity is a little greater than it really is in real life to make <laughs> it sort of reflect what we think about these players right. that one guy's way better than another player mm-hmm. and so you, you do have guys who are maybe one percent slower than another guy but mm-hmm. their rating, their speed rating is a 67, and that other guy's is, is a 94 or something. Right. You know? Right. So, but they talk about it all the time, and they're actually really bummed, even though they stand to make a little bit of money uh, from the uh, the lawsuit. They're really bummed that they can't still play that game. I, the, just to tell you the level of commitment, the day last week, so when NBA 2K came out last week, I got up and left and went to the midnight party at GameStop when it came out and I got there and and there was a really, really long line. This was out in West Jordan. Mm-hmm. And my wife didn't speak to me the next two days. <laughs> she, she said, what are you doing? I was like, well, baby, I'm going to get NBA 2K. She was like, you're leaving at midnight to go and buy a video game? It's like, yeah, I'm a black man playing video games. What you want from me? <laughs> so it was... 
You no, packed I, it as you, you. That's your carry on, right? <laughs> I took it. Well, yeah, I took. I, I took. I took my Xbox on all of my road trips last year. Ooh. I don't really want to admit this, but well, it's a little late. Too now. late. <laughs> I took it all. I took them on all of my road trips. Listen, Mr. Baird, if you're listening, I only played it during off hours. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> Is is NBA 2K the game that they play? Because like I, I, like Gordon Hayward and uh, Jeremy Evans would be playing FIFA. So is it is NBA 2K the? I, I remember seeing them a few times, like locker cleanout. I think that they were playing FIFA. Is it mm-hmm. or is it NBA 2K is like the the main game? Madden and 2K are the two overwhelmingly most popular games. FIFA FIFA's popularity is going through the roof because the graphics yeah. are right. just. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. The right. graphics and the gameplay with FIFA are phenomenal. Call of Duty, that's really that's really um, popular as well. So, Kevin was uh, was going to ask about Quinn Snyder's hair. Uh, did he have any comments about how his hair looks in the game? Um, he said that he hadn't seen it, and I said that your hair. I told him I said, "Well, your hair looks really good," and he said, "Oh, well, you know, now maybe Gordon will listen to me. I'm in a video <laughs> game now, so." <laughs> You know, it's, it's, it was one of those things. So Gordon actually laid down a gauntlet to his wife and said, hey, this is what I do. Um, but he, you know, he said that that wasn't ultimately the smartest thing that he had ever done. Yeah. With laying he, down the gauntlet. He, he's newlywed. He doesn't yeah. quite understand that. <laughs> yeah, we, we, I still kind of kid him on that one a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Looking forward with the Utes uh, with Oregon State, do you think they stand a chance? Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, they're favored right now by, by about a field goal, I want to say. And uh, I think I think that they match up pretty well in the trenches. I think Oregon State's defensive line has some, some issues. And, and on offense, they have a couple injuries on the line. And the way that uh, Utah played in the run game against UCLA, if they can repeat that, and if their defensive line continues to have the success that they've had, they, they average uh, the most sacks per game in the NCAA this year. They, they really match up well in the trenches. I, and outside of that, I think they're, they're fairly even, too. So I think Utah, um, Utah needs to win this game, and I think that uh, the likelihood is probably greater than 50% that they will. Well, I, I think that they're at least a field goal favorite because you, Oregon State doesn't know who the quarterback is. I mean, clearly that's the difference. <laughs> that, that's probably worth 14 points. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, here, here's, here to, here, if I'm a Utah fan, here are the concerns that I have. Um, with the Oregon State game, a Tevin Carter is probably not, is not going to play. I don't think he's going to play. Pers- I shouldn't say that. It, it, it's it's seeming like it, it's it's unlikely right now that he's going to play. That is a different secondary when he is on the field as opposed to when he is off the field. Um, B, um, they got to get to Sean Mannion. I mean, they had last year yeah. at Rice Eccles Stadium, Mannion tore Utah apart. Mm-hmm. Now, granted. He had Brandon Cooks to throw to, right? Made and, a difference, and, and that makes a difference. And nobody could, nobody in in Utah secondary could guard him. Um, um, but and, you know, and, they got and Utah to almost him. beat him, and Utah still almost beat him last year. Yeah, it right. took mm-hmm. a it took a last. Uh, uh, did that game go to overtime last year? Yeah, went to overtime. Yeah. It was what fifty one forty eight? Was it? That That's the, right. And yeah, Michael and Walker dropped a, wood, a, a, a potential interception. It would have been a tough one, but. But, uh, yeah, they, they, uh, they just eked it out. Threw I thought it. that was Travis Wilson's best game last year, actually. Oh, yeah. Coincidentally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, 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 I, I mean. Three, three, three of the two. Well, he threw six against UCLA, yeah, so. I think he threw three. I was there for that one, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Well, but who knows? Maybe he's the starter this week, or maybe he's not. Kyle really has this going. <laughs> really, X Files. I'm music. going back Cue to X Files. That, that just that kind of paranoia, and because it trickles down too. It's you have high school coaches who are like, "We won't tell you who the starting quarterback is, dude." You have one kid that can throw the football more than five <laughs> yards. It's not like you have Kendall Thompson and uh, oh, Travis Wilson man. here. You've got Joe Namath and uh, Frankie Toledo over there. <laughs> Come on. Well, we're going to do a mailbag. We finally got our first tweeted question here at the uh, Tribune Sports Radio. And uh, Now, you're supposed to say that we got like 100 tweeted questions. Well, this is the beginning. It's a, a long journey. starts at the first The step. floodgates have opened. Yeah, we're finally opening the floodgates. Get to the bottom of that mailbag. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so... Uh, from Mr. Q Jakari Hodges. Oh my God! Go ahead. Just... So uh, tweeting at us at uh, Trip Sports Radio, Tony Jones, Trib, Trip Jazz, and Matthew underscore Piper, Kevin Winter Morris. As it <laughs> is, it true that T Jones and Q are like LeBron and Kyrie when they come to t- uh, when they are teammates? Well, we just played basketball today and we lost three times. Yep. Sounds. Was it in the championship game? No, we we oh, played gotcha. pickup no. at lunchtime today, and me and him. <laughs> That we lost three times. Oh, well, there you have it, Q. So it's not true. <laughs> huh. Usually we win. Like, we we actually went undefeated on Saturday. Um, are you Kyrie or are you a LeBron? I'm no, I'm Kyrie. Okay. I'm I'd, LeBron. Okay. I'd, I'm, a Jake, pure, I'm such a pure point guard. Is that what you are? Yes. Okay. Well, Q. I wasn't sure. Well, Q is definitely not a sports reporter by this uh, shirtless selfie he has taken. So, <laughs> <laughs> you could... Clearly see that he might be a little. Uh, Can you stop showing me that? I don't want to see that. <laughs> anyway, Q, that's thank your you. LeBron. You got to respect that. So, Q, thank you very much for the tweet. Uh, if you have any questions for that and for our future mailbags uh, at uh, Trip Sport Radio, and uh, we will make sure our panelists answer that. Let's, let, I'm going to answer. Ask a question though. Yeah. Um, are the Jazz actually good, or is this just preseason? I want to hear everybody's right. opinion. Well, considering the fact that you're the Jazz Beat reporter, was it? hopefully you realize it's just a preseason. Well, am I wrong on last year? And I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, but didn't they do really well in the preseason? No, they were 1-7. and seven. Was it 1-7? and seven? Yeah. Okay, so that's they beat Golden State, and then they got smacked so the rest of October. compared to the start of the season, they actually did do really well in the preseason. You're right. <laughs> they, they won a whole They won a game. Of their game. Right. I think last year their third overall win preseason – and NBA season didn't come to like late November or something like that. Well, I mean, you know, I, I mean, it's, I'm just throwing uh, spaghetti against the wall to see what sticks. But you know, with Kevin Durant hurting his foot, you know, is how is that going to help us out? You know, it's going to make at least maybe no, nope, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's more spaghetti against the wall. Uh, I think the Jazz can. You, you hear my I, opinion? Yeah, I, I want to hear your. I opinion. didn't get to share mine either. Tony's just, just jumping in. Us. Go ahead, Piper. I have respect for you and your opinion. Well, I've been I've been reading Tony and Aaron's stuff, of course. Always always love their stuff. Uh, I think they that I, from what I'm seeing, they they have a little more depth maybe than than I was thinking, and that that maybe the the win total, the expected win total, has gone up a few for me. Uh, and, and even though it's a preseason, couldn't get lower. Vegas had him at 24. Mm-hmm. I, I guess you, you think 30 is a, a long shot. I think 30 from this group, I think they can get to 35. I think if everything goes well, extremely well, they could probably they might be able to get to 40. Now you're just talking crazy. I'm not just talking crazy. They have crazy a young, talk. talented team. They run a heck of an offense. They can score and they can defend. 
That sounds crazy. Like a complete they're package. gonna they're gonna lose a lot of games. They would win a lot of games in the Pac-12. They're gonna lose a lot of games because they're because they have no experience. But they're going to win. They're gonna run a lot of teams that are on back-to-backs out of the gym. So who becomes the go-to guy when if they need a bucket down uh, down two with uh, ten left? Who who do they go? Is it Burks right now? Two game sample size. I mean, it's Trey Burke. Do you trust him? Hmm? If you're the coach, you trust him? Scored nine points in the last five minutes against Portland. Against Portland's well, backup. Right? It was against Steve Blake, though. Right. He's not going to be seeing Steve Blake every night. Right, right. <laughs> in fact, it wasn't Steve Blake. It was Steve Blake's backup. It was against Darius Morris. So, I mean, if you're the coach, <laughs> do you trust him? Um, Trey Burke looks. You've said mm, you really like the way he looks, right? He looks much better than he does. Than yeah. he did last year. Yeah. And, you know, he's – um. You know, I was talking to a, a, a jazz player in the locker room last night. And same guy who's mad about his NBA 2K rating? No, not the same Different guy. guy? Okay. Different guy. And he said, hey, you know, he said, Tony, he said, look at when Trey Burke is in the game. We get open looks when he's in the yeah. game 80% of the time. Yeah. Whether we make him or miss him, that's another thing. But we get open looks. Right. Because he's running the offense so well. Yeah. So. And what do you think of Axon? You like him? Um, I like him. I mean, he's got a ton of potential. He's got a lot of athleticism, and, you know, he's, he's going to have nights like he's last night. He's young, though, man. Is he further away from being ready than they thought he'd be when they got him? No. No, I think they knew he was going to be two years away. Dennis Lindsay told me, um, he used the word, and he's an anticipation pick. Yeah. Um, but he's, he's two years away. Look, his main problem last night, I don't know if anybody saw the game. Did you see the game last night? Did you see the game last night? No. So he had eight turnovers, which is for a point guard is like hitting every other car on the highway. So basically, <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. So basically what what happened, what, what Quinn Snyder had been doing um, is putting him in the second unit and putting Alec Burks in the second unit with him. So Dante comes up, he brings the ball up, he gives the Alec Burks, and Alec Burks handles a lot of the pick and roll yeah. offense, initiates the offense, and then Dante kind of plays off of that. Right. Well, Alec Burks wasn't playing last night, so Dante had to do a lot of the um, the the ball handling and within the half court offense. And Doc Rivers was like, "Well, I smell blood. Chris Paul, go get him." <laughs> yeah. And Chris Paul went and got him, and they just started trapping him and hounding him and. You know, and they started hacking, hacking them, and you know, Joey Crawford was looking like, I don't see anything, mm-hmm. and he started turning the ball over like every other possession. Yeah, and he's gonna have nights like that. Like he's, you know, guys are gonna get into him until he gets stronger, until mm-hmm. he he gets better with his with his ball handling. He's gonna have nights like that, but you can't you can't look at him and not see the potential there. There's a ton of potential there. Yeah. What do you think? I, I think he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what What uh, Quinn Snyder should do is not release who his starting lineup's going to be. Well, that'll get Pull him the old time. Kyle yeah. Whittingham yeah. and get that edge there, and then he would beat the he, – they'd go 82-0. I think I'm going to start Dante Jones today. Why not? Who – So between the XM and the Hood jersey, which one should the Utah fans be buying if they want a, a long-term uh, investment in a wardrobe? Oh, both. Both? Both of those How guys. About this year? How about this year? Hood? Well, I mean, Hood is 
See, now, Hood is NBA ready. Yeah. Hood right now, Hood in three years could be the best scorer on this team. He's he's good. He's six eight. He's left-handed. He's athletic. He's great good. last name. Um, yeah, great last name. Great shooter. Mid good shooter, mid range, good shooter, long range, can finish at the basket. Um he's he's kind of got, got owned by Syracuse though. Well he went in college. He, he dunked on um on um was it fair or was it um it was didn't it count. Grant? It didn't count. Yeah, but they fouled him and they didn't call it, so it's not my fault that he missed the dunk. I don't ever root for Duke unless they're playing against Syracuse. <laughs> because my two favorite teams are Georgetown and whoever playing Syracuse. I, I did watch a lot of Duke last year just to see Jabari. And there, yeah. there were times where, where Hood was the best player. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hood, yeah. Is, a, Hood is offensively, he's, he's, he's ready. Um, now, last night, he got run ragged defensively by J.J. Redick. I mean, trying to chase him across screens just wasn't a – Coach K must have loved th- watching that. So. We haven't had you on the podcast since LeBron went to uh, back to Cleveland. What were your thoughts on that? And uh, just uh, give me some of your impressions, son. Um, on paper, Cleveland's the best team in the league right now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, LeBron has never come close to playing with this kind of talent. Miami doesn't count. Miami, he had two guys. That were, that were really talented. And, I mean, when he first got there, Dwayne Wade was still on the tail of an, end of his right. prime. So he was still a top-five player. But now he's got Kyrie, he's got Kevin Love, but he's got these young guns. I mean, he's got Deion Waiters. Where'd he go to school? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. He's got Tristan Thompson. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he's got a lot. He's got veterans. He's got, you know, LeBron has a full team yeah. for the first time in his career. So – be it'll be interesting. Is there any chance at all that San Antonio could repeat? Yeah, I mean, I sh- I'm sure there's a chance, you know. But I, I was of the firm belief that they won last year because they were the best team. They were the best team on paper, and um, if they played Cleveland, I mean, they'd be the more experienced team, but they wouldn't have the best talent from one to twelve. How far is the drop off from Miami without LeBron down there? Um, I watched them. I mean, they're gonna go. They're gonna win 44 games, mm-hmm. 45. They win 50. That means they had a great year. So, um, Dwayne Wade's not anywhere near what he used to be. And, you know, it's going to be a lot of Chris Bosch. Did your heart go out for Wiggins during between that? Uh, it did. Well, it did. What were you thinking about that? I thought, you know, there's a big part of me that didn't want that trade to go through because I wanted to see Wiggins. Because I think that if Wiggins has stayed there, maybe LeBron doesn't win championships when he's because he'll be 30 in December, so maybe he doesn't win championships at 30, 31. But he could have been like Tim Duncan and won winning championships at 36, 37, 38. Yeah, because Wiggins would have come into his own by then. And and because Wiggins could be the best player in the league before he's finished. Well, I remember you tweeting during that time that that even right away, right off the bat, they had just a ridiculous perimeter defense, and right? They, right off the bat, contenders just on the virtue of that alone. Right. I mean, you know, and, and Tristan Thompson has seen to have made a leap. I mean, but LeBron, see, the thing that LeBron is, he he loves his spacing. That's mm-hmm. above everything else. That is LeBron James' security blanket. So he's looking at Kevin Love like, yo, he's the best rebounder in the league, and he's a 42% three-point shooter as a power forward. So all he has to do is go and space that 
and then I got me, and then Kyrie can space it, and then that guy from that school from upstate New York can space. <laughs> the 2003 NCAA Division One men's basketball champions? Yeah. That school? That team. Okay. Um, yeah, so, you know, he's got – so you'll have LeBron in the middle with the ball post up or whatever, and he'll have, you know, Varejao and Tristan Thompson rolling to the rim. He has – Love, Kyrie, and, and Deion Waiters along the perimeter. All those guys are 40% three-point shooters. It is going to be extremely difficult to defend that Cleveland team this year. Just really do. Now, the thing is, nobody knows how well that team will defend because nobody other than LeBron is a no defender. But could, we, could we be looking at ABA scoring uh, scores like 123 to 117 games? You could be looking at that with that team. Yeah. Are we looking at the swan song? Obviously, uh, Kobe Bryant's at the tail end of a career. Is this his last year? No. He's got one more in no. the tank? Kobe will stay until he gets that goal scoring record, no matter how long it takes. Okay. Why, uh, what makes you say that? Just Because I know his vanity. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I can guarantee he will not leave without that scoring record. How many more years would it take for him to get it? Three. Three at averaging like 20 a game. He's only th look. Kobe's only thirty six. Michael Jordan didn't leave until he was forty one. And then he came back. And then he left. Well, I mean, and then he, he came left back. and he came back. Yeah, I mean, he didn't leave for good until he was forty. That's Kobe, I I think Kobe stayed until he's forty. Which uh, it's got to be a pretty compelling thing for uh, our colleague or your guys' colleague Bill Orm down there uh, watching him day in day out. You know, uh, do you ever talk to Billy about it? I mean, I you know, I just said to him. In fact, I said to him a couple weeks ago, I was like, not all of us can cover Kobe Bryant. <laughs> and he was like, believe me, bro. <laughs> it is not all it's cracked up to be. So, yeah. A lot of people say that, uh, you know, if the Lakers just didn't put Kobe into the starting lineup, that that would give them a great advantage, much like the Utes and their quarterback. Yeah. Well, we'll have a pretty interesting podcast. We want to thank Tony and Matt for uh, joining us. Uh, you're the host. I'm, get, I, I'm getting ready I don't to, get a thank I'm you. I'm ready to thank you right now. Uh -huh. This is the salutation. So, uh, Tony, right. what's your tw uh, Twitter handle so people can follow all these great tweets that you're throwing out? T. Jones at SL Trip. Just don't follow me when the Redskins are playing. It can get ugly. Mm. <laughs> and, and it's Matthew underscore Piper. And to my good pal, chum, employer, Kevin Winter Morris, thank you very much. You can find him at KWinMo. My name is Ben Raskin. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Please hang up and try again. For Tribune Sports Radio, this is Ben Raskin. Our weekly podcast is recorded every Tuesday. Subscribe to the show on iTunes at Trib Sports Radio. And while you're there, please rate the show and give us some comments to help improve the podcast. All of our reporters' work can be found at sltrib.com. Please follow us on Twitter at Trib Sports Radio. Tweet us questions and the fellows will be happy to answer them. Or if you feel like writing an email, send it to Tribune Sports Radio, all one word, at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs>